0: What's going on everybody? This is COVID Talks. I'm Tim Foley here with Kim terizi and we're here for episode 11. I can't believe it has been 11 episodes. What's going on today, Kim?
1: You always ask me this every podcast and I'm just like, we spent the whole day together so i don't really know what to say and i'm also like in the other yeah, but room the
0: listeners don't know that
1: <laughs> yeah that's true i mean we live together so <laughs> um yeah <laughs> well we just finished eating some uh beef vermicelli right it was beef right
0: yeah it was beef it was really good yeah it was really really good, good stuff
1: but um now so we're, we're feeling, chilling we're all right
0: We're chilling, we're chilling, man. It's a Saturday night and we want to give a special thank you to everybody that's tuning in. We really appreciate the time that you give us every week. It means the world to us and uh, we're grateful. Thank you. Our guest today is named Jake Gatos and this is one of Kim's friends um, that she met through friends from home and we're really excited to bring Jake on to the show. Jake is an awesome person, got uh, a lot of really good insight and mm-hmm. he is also the best person i know at coming up with categories for trivia. <laughs> he is phenomenal. I don't know where he gets oh, the skill man, from, I but don't like
1: know
0: he's so good at it. He's incredible. So, we're going to be talking to him just a little bit. Before we do that, Kim and I are going to get started with a little this or that game. And so we have some different categories here. And real quick, it'll be quick hits. We're just going to tell you which of the two we would choose. So, Kim, I'll let you get us started.
1: Okay, so we were inspired by playing this or that as a warm-up in some of these creative artist Zoom meetups that Brandy Williams has been um, hosting every so often, which have been awesome. Because
0: Big shout-out, Brandy mm -hmm, Williams. I got to
1: make a pair of clay earrings yesterday, and I have not made clay earrings in a hot minute, so that was awesome um great so let's get started spring or fall
0: oh man fall i like the fall a little bit better
1: yeah i want to say fall i think historically fall but i have really loved Mm. the spring well i only went through one spring here but it was enough to rock my world i was like wow spring exists in the south incredible um yeah so yeah, i'm, I'm excited say, for
0: this spring because right because spring in the northeast is kind of like it's eh, not it's just an extension
1: know. of winter <laughs> or it's exactly, just like a month exactly. long or so but i really like the spring down yeah. here um but i'm gonna go with fall historically speaking okay relaxing vacation yeah. or tourist vacation
0: um i'm gonna go with relaxing vacation I appreciate tourism, but, um, usually if I'm going on vacation, I want to, I want to break and it's just nice to relax. So, uh, I think historically my family vacations have been like that mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of our thing. Uh, what about you, Kim?
1: I would say mix, but, um, I feel like yeah, I would yeah. probably say tourist vacation cause I definitely like to plan and, and to do, um, yeah. I don't know, see the sights. So, uh, TV yeah. shows or movies?
0: It's hard. Um, I'm going to say movie because I really, I mean, both are, both are really impactful, but like, I just love being able to sit down, watch a whole movie and then just like talk about it and and break it down after like there's just something I love about that. So I will say movie, although I probably watch more TV shows these days. What about you? Kim? Yeah,
1: definitely movies. I think the pandemic kind of ruined that. And I've been watching a lot more TV yeah. shows, but I, I agree. I have right. the same reasoning for movies. Um. Okay. What are your questions? Yeah.
0: All right. First one coming up here. Fast food, Burger King or Wendy's?
1: Uh, Wendy's for sure. Uh, Used to love their Frosties growing up and I would dip my fries in them. <laughs>
0: Ooh, oh man, yeah. Speaking to my heart right there. I love Wendy's. I would go with Wendy's as well. Uh, you know, can't sleep on Burger King entirely, but Wendy's, Wendy's is great. They step their game up too. Their fries, I think, have only improved over the years. Mm. Uh, second one here: Kendrick Lamar or J Cole?
1: Kendrick Lamar, no doubt, no hesitation. <laughs>
0: No hesitation. no hesitation. No hesitation. Wow, not even a little hesitation.
1: No, none whatsoever.
0: Yeah, for sentimental reasons, I have to go with J. Cole. Of but course. I will say that Kendrick is the better lyricist and probably has better albums as well. Mm. So yeah, but I'm not surprised you picked Kendrick. Uh let's go with the final one. Airbnb or hotel?
1: <sighs> um, practically airbnb but hotel i I would probably pick hotel but i feel like i'm always trying to save money um i do enjoy Mm. airbnb experiences but i i also think that privacy is hard to achieve so i want to say hotel
0: i think hotel is more consistent you know like you kind of for the most part you know what you're getting at least hopefully i would probably go with the hotel too but i do agree like i enjoy the airbnb experience and i think like it could be nice to just be in a community or just like be in the neighborhood kind of mm-hmm. and get to experience a, uh, a place that way. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect, but in the end, I'll
1: probably go with the hotel. Right. Yeah. All right. So if y'all are listening and you want to chime in and let us know um, why we are wrong in our opinions, <laughs> please, please <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. reach out because we want to hear what you think on these, this or that.
0: Let us hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and DM me, DM Kim, whoever you're in contact with. If you're listening to this, let us know. Let us know what your opinion is.
1: Yeah, DM my cat account.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. If you're (laughs) if you follow Kim's cat account, reach out. Roy Shack. Kitty Cat Roy Shack. Most (laughs) definitely. Kitty Cat Roy Shack. If you want to be on this podcast, please reach out as well. There is a Google form linked on my Instagram page. Uh, Please check out the link in the bio, fill out the form, or just shoot me a text message, send Kim a text message, send ID to text message. Let us know what's going on. Uh, We'd love to have you on the podcast. This next song that I'm about to play is from my friend Cole Rugas. He is an awesome musician, plays the guitar, writes songs. Uh, He is you know, just really talented. I've seen him perform live before at little uh, open mic events, and he's just great. So this song that we're about to play is called You Need to Text Me Back, and it's about just that. That's exactly what the song is about. (laughs) You're gonna love it. Go ahead, we're gonna play this song. Uh, When we get back, we are gonna be here with Jake Gatos, and we have an awesome interview planned, so stick around. We'll be back right after this quick break. With
2: messages sporadic since the day that we first met I think it's fair to say that that is just the way you text Well since that's been established we know ghosting's not your game And so I'm still Text me back You need to text me back You need to text me back Please send me a message So we're both on the same track You need to text me back You need to text me back If you would like to see me Then you'll need To text me back Well, I'm sure that you are busy And I barely crossed your mind the time you're an independent woman you've got so much on your plate why are you on dating apps if you don't want to date i've got so much to offer i'm a
0: We're back. COVID Talks. It's Tim Foley here with Kim Terezi. Super excited about our guest today. Our guest's name is Jake Gatos, and he is one of Kim's friends from back home. uh, And really glad that he's joining us today. He's got a lot of insight to share. This is just somebody who has such positive energy, such like uh, such a great, you know, just a presence, I think, to be in. And I, I just I always love getting to hang out with Jake. So, uh, really excited for everything he has to share today. And I know he's got a lot to talk about. So, let's get into it. Kim is going to give you a few different facts about. Jake's professional life.
1: Sure, yeah. So Jake studied business and marketing for his undergraduate degree at Mount Saint Mary College in Newburgh, New York, and continued his education with an MBA in healthcare administration there as well. He was formerly a marketing and community relations specialist at Montefiore Saint Luke's Cornwall in Newburgh. Um, now he is currently a communication specialist at Stanford Health. As of two weeks ago. And we are so excited to have you, Jake. Um, Jake and I met at some point during college. I can't remember what year it was, but it was several years ago at this point. Um, and I met him through Sam Lawyer.
2: Hey. <laughs>
1: so that is our point of uh, connection. But we have been great friends ever since. And he's been part of my overall hometown friend group. And I cannot express like enough appreciation for Jake as a person um so yeah let's just get started tim i'll turn it over to you yeah
0: we're getting to hear from that whole cornwall friend group one by one here sam lawyer joined us (laughs) on episode two and now we're going to talk to jake so (laughs) loving it um yeah so jake really excited to have you here uh first of all thanks for making the time today to join us we really appreciate it
3: oh thank you guys for having me hello everyone
0: Yeah, Um, and hello. hello. so you bring kind of a unique perspective onto this podcast, and, you know, I I have noticed going through, you know, our past interviews and whatnot, there's one really important, uh, one of the really important perspectives that we have not gotten yet, and one of the industries that was really, you know, uh, significantly affected during the pandemic has been the restaurant industry, and, you know, you being somebody that works in marketing uh, at a restaurant called Vesuvio's in New York. Um, I really am curious about hearing, you know, the impact that the the pandemic had. And if you want, you can kind of take us back to especially the start of the pandemic and the response. Um, But you know, what has been the impact and how has that affected your job and your role there?
3: Sure. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you for having me on here. And also thank you for telling me that I have a very vibrant personality and whatnot uh, well, because is my, <laughs> it is my role here to spread a little sunshine and I yes. am very happy for that. So thank you. Mm. But yeah, diving into that. Absolutely. So I worked at a family run restaurant named Vesuvio's in Newburgh as well on the side. And I would work on the weekends mainly and wait tables and also help them out with a little freelance marketing work. So that just consisted of taking photos, sending emails. Um, Kim actually did a bunch of our photos for Vesuvios and we still use them today. So thank you for that. That's right. I remember that.
0: Of
3: course. (laughs) And we just kind of unfortunately took a huge pause on that when the pandemic started. So when everything started, we had to shut the restaurant down essentially completely. And that took a huge toll on the restaurant itself because being family run, it, it was really tricky. We only have, you know, 15 to 20 staff members and Mm. it was really difficult time for us to keep everybody on. So when, the pandemic hit, I kind of took a little step back and they didn't really need the marketing efforts as much. And when they were closed for a little bit, it was just, it was basically non-existent work. Mm. But over the summer Mm. when they started slowly opening up for takeout again, I jumped in feet first and helped them with anything and everything that I could to kind of let people know that they were open, they were safe. We were doing proper cleaning precautions and everything under the sun to just keep their, keep their business afloat. And I remember having a couple meetings with my boss here and there. And, you know, if it wasn't for some of those efforts, she doesn't know where they would have been today. And it's nice to hear Mm. that you know something that i didn't consider a huge role in mm. i always thought you know oh i'm just here on the side i'm just taking pictures i'm just doing minimal effort here but it was nice to get the feedback and to see what people were you know saying my boss would pull me yeah. aside and say hey right. somebody got that email and somebody got saw that photo and they know that we're still open and they've been coming and thank you for mm-hmm. all your efforts so it was yeah. definitely a good a good way to also keep them afloat not solely through my efforts but it was a good way to enhance you know the efforts that they needed so desperately in that moment
1: yeah, yeah. i think that like you know that effort is as important as ever i mean like i remember like looking up restaurants in this area and um just having that communication line open um, in terms of like what their protocol was, if yeah. they only did pick up, did they do dining? Did they have outdoor seating? Like that is so like, um, I don't know, integral to our, our lives now mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. like, um, eating out. So I, I can see you being like such a vital part of that process. Um. And it is it is so important for that to be able to be accessible information for everyone, whether it be yeah. like through social media or just like through like a, an easy Google search. Um, so kudos to you. That's awesome. Thank you.
3: Yeah. A lot of the mm-hmm. time I would even just be there on site during the weekends and work remotely from the restaurant and, you know, answer phones when people were calling and send emails while I was there and do what I could do on site and also be a little bit of a face and a voice at the restaurant at that time, as much as I could to let people Mm. know and ensure Mm. people that it was okay, that we were doing our part and that we were operating safely to make sure that they felt comfortable and safe. And it, I think it really helped. And I'm sure people Mm. now that the restaurant is open for indoor dyeing and has been for quite some time, I'm sure people Mm. feel a little more comfortable knowing that even during You know, the heightened part of the pandemic over last summer, we were still maintaining the guidelines brought forth by the CDC and by the state to make sure that everything was still operating clean and Mm. safe and continues to be.
0: Yeah, I I really see your, your role there as so crucial during the pandemic, you know, not only in actually keeping the restaurant alive, essentially, and helping to, you know, actually gain momentum with having people, uh, and customers come through, but also literally for the health and safety concerns, uh, you know, and actually being able to provide people with that information that they need. That's, that's incredibly important. And as somebody in marketing, you were like kind of right in the center of that. So, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, yeah. And it's, it's something that kind of gets forgotten. I think is that, you know, when all restaurants shut down, That means something very different for Cheesecake Factory than it does for privately owned, family owned restaurants. Like Cheesecake Factory is still going to be there. They, you know, they can't, you know, like that's not going to really affect them in the same way. But like, if you're if you're a privately owned or family owned restaurant uh, or small business, it's it it really ruined things for for a lot of business owners yeah. uh you know this last year so kudos to you like kim said uh really helping to to play your part in that
1: jake so how has the restaurant recovered in terms of staff retention is everybody still there or did it sort of um, cause other people to leave so Good
0: question.
3: it's funny you mentioned that because we essentially kept all of the same staff throughout the start of the pandemic till now oh, a couple people in the kitchen i believe may have left um but i would say about 95 percent of the staff is still there and wow. that really made me happy because we all looked out for one another we all made sure that we were being safe and protecting one another. So when yeah. we had we have a woman who works there who's a little bit older, we made sure that, you know, when she was working, that it was the right environment for her to protect her health and vice versa, when we had, you know, the younger staff, we just made sure that every demographic was everybody was taken care of the same way. But mm everybody was protected equally and so in a nutshell, our staff retention was very good and we mm. maintained the same family that we had in the beginning than we do now and I think yeah. that spoke volumes to the restaurant itself and to the management because mm.
2: mm-hmm. you
3: see a lot of turnover in a lot of industries such as the restaurant industry and I would even say that 90% of our staff has remained there for years prior. When I started four, almost five years ago, there's still the same people that have been there throughout the entirety of this pandemic or not. People have stayed because they love the environment. And that is a direct reflection of the management and of the, the clientele and everything else about working there. So it's a really good environment to be in.
1: That's really heartening to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it is.
1: Yeah, that's definitely like family owned to mm-hmm. a T. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like the
1: ideal family owned restaurant.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean that that really speaks volumes, I think, and just in terms of the impact um, of like creating a community, uh, not only in in um, in terms of clientele, but in terms of the staff as well. Taking care of your staff, like that's that's amazing. So I'm really I'm really glad to hear that. Honestly, thank you. And you play a really uh, important role not only in the restaurant industry, but uh, you kind of bring a distinctive perspective onto this podcast because you also work at a hospital. And um, I'm really curious to hear about your experience at Montefiore and specifically, like, how did your role and your responsibilities change during the pandemic? And what was it like being in a hospital kind of watching everything unfold?
3: So I remember, quite frankly, I remember the day that everything blew up like it was Mm. yesterday because it was so monumental, even in my role. So in a marketing and community relations standpoint, it's not a clinical role. And Mm. something that we learned throughout the pandemic in the beginning is that you have to essentially wear many hats. And I remember during the peak of this when everybody was terrified and my role in this, a lot of what we did was graphic design and signage and communication to the public, to our staff. But really I would say the role kind of shifted because when everything became peak, we were more of the voice in the face than we ever were Mm, because during you're not clinical. So there's a lot of things that, you know, the clinical team is getting slammed. So you often wondered what can I do and what, how can I help? So one big shift that we encountered as a team was the amount of community relations support. We had an influx of community support, local businesses, restaurants, donating food and PPE and daily. My phone, my cell phone was ringing daily with a different Mm. business owner, a different restaurant, somebody saying, I want to help your staff. I want not wow. only the frontliners, I want everybody in the hospital to have a meal, to have a, a gift certificate, wow. to have more um, PPE. And we were essentially the facilitators for that. And was it overwhelming? Of course it was. But it mm-hmm. was more rewarding in that moment to field those calls, to meet the business owners, to deliver these meals and these you know handwritten cards from elementary students mm. from wow from girl wow. scouts from boy scouts oh from it gives me i'm getting goosebumps as i think about it yeah. because the amount of
1: i'm i'm literally tearing <laughs> up
3: <laughs> it it you look back and you think the amount of unwavering support that we got from the community yeah. as a whole was just profound you we couldn't be more thankful and yeah. you know, you still would walk through the hallways and see we, there was a one glass hallway. It was a pedestrian bridge that connected the parking garage to the main hospital that overflows, mm. that goes on top of the street. And it is, Yeah, I
1: know what you're talking it about. It is
3: lined with children's drawings, messages of home. Oh my gosh. Cards written mm. to physicians, to nurses, to frontliners saying, thank you. We had people, you know, knitting blankets and Mm. just everything. And to be part of that delivery process and that, you know, you had a direct hand in brightening somebody's day is something Mm. that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And although I don't work there any longer, I still have those memories and those moments Mm -hmm. where... You know, something as simple as bringing a a pizza pie with a message on the inside that a local business said, thank you for all that you do for this community. We love you. Stay strong. Wow. It it just changes you. And being part of, you know, the restaurant industry and the healthcare industry, combining those by, you know, I, I felt like I was doing yeah, double duty. Yeah. Like some days Seriously. I would... I would work at Vesuvio's with a community partner who wanted to donate food from our restaurant to the hospital. There were more than one occasion where a local businessman or woman community member said, Hey, I want to donate a thousand dollars to the hospital through Vesuvio's. Can you help facilitate? So I was helping both my businesses at one time and just doing that and supporting one another, it just it's so wholesome and it makes you so humble and so appreciative Mm -hmm. of the work that you're doing. And the fact that you can have such an integral role when you really didn't know what that would be in your, in that moment during the pandemic, it, it definitely changes you and makes you a lot more appreciative and a lot more humble.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that during the pandemic, like obviously we were so overwhelmed with, The negativity and not, not to undercut that at all. There was obviously so much going on and and so many deaths and so many people affected by, um, loss and grief. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I think what we hadn't seen as much was that sort of community effort to support one another. And I, I really didn't know about a lot of what you're saying here, Mm. um, taking place. Um, and I, I was just so touched. Like I found myself getting very emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really important to, I, and I think Aben said this in the podcast last week, mm-hmm. um, to really hone in on, on the good that is being done yeah. in, in terms yeah. of, um, a reaction to the bad and mm. to, to just, you know, maintain that hope. And, and I really see that. And you should be very proud of, of the work that you did, Jake. Cause that, um, is so important and i'm sure that like you played a part in just brightening and improving so many people's days thank
3: you yeah even so thank you even for my my team my boss at the time she was a a mother and Mm. it was really difficult for her and she threw herself feet first Mm -hmm. in this as well and i remember more than one day when we were doing a food delivery and these, like I said, these deliveries didn't stop nights, weekends, early mornings, every, every day for months on end. And I remember one day her and I just had a moment and she looked me, you know, I couldn't see her, her whole face because of the mask wearing, but she Mm. looked at me in my eyes and said, I don't know what I would do without you. Mm. And, Thank you for everything that you've done, not only for this organization, but for me as an individual, because this and you have changed my life here and having a few of those moments, it just makes you feel that you are, you're doing the right thing and you're helping not only the organization, but you're helping your team. And I think that... The teamwork was a huge thing as well because it didn't matter what role you were. It didn't matter. You weren't clinical. You were all a team at that moment. Mm. Whatever I can do for you to help you get through, please Mm. let me know. And I will be right there next to you doing everything possible to make sure that you are well taken care of. And Mm. this is, this is a huge thing. (laughs) For lack of a better word, mm-hmm. it's a huge yeah. crisis amongst everybody. So whatever we can do, whatever I can do, I will be there for you. And that was what yeah. the message was you know, that everybody needed to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. I've said it before, and I will say it again: you are the ideal employee, Jake. <laughs> yes, you <know? laughs> thank you. I stand by those words. Yeah, I yeah. do not see it any differently. So <laughs> thank um, you. Honestly, you be very proud. Honestly. Of
0: you. Yeah, you you really should, Jake. And you know you were you were really at at the heart of, you know, the community level of seeing this pandemic play out and especially working a job in marketing, like in both positions, you're like the interface, you know, you're the interface between the, the company, like the business and the people like the community. And I think like, you know, that's a that's such a crucial role in general, but especially during a time when people are panicking, when people are uh, in need. Uh, it's hugely important. And, you know, I think one of the things I'm taking away from this and a lot of the things you shared is just the power of when people in a community show up for one another and the power of, mm-hmm. you know, the hope that, that I think is found in that, uh, when people do look out for the people around them, when they look out for the greater good uh, of the community. And I just, I just really think that, that what you shared is, is so inspiring and, uh, you know, I love hearing stuff like this because, like Kim said, there has been so much difficult and traumatic, uh, you know, events uh, to talk about. And I think that um, this doesn't take away from that, but it does. It does help, I think, uh, to to hear and to to talk about some of the really powerful ways that uh, that people have stepped up and 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 uh, inspired one another and 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 just sacrificed for one another. So I, I'm I'm just I'm grateful that you shared uh, about that perspective because i I do really think it's important
1: thank you yeah right yeah and it um it is human resiliency at its core it is um we're going to transition now um i'm going to ask some questions for you jake so i know personally that you underwent many changes during Mm. the era of covid so you moved into a new area about an hour away um and and into an apartment with your boyfriend and you also recently started a new job at a different hospital and you also became an uncle. <laughs> wow. So, yes. oh congratulations God. by the way. I don't Thank think you. I ever said that to you like, no. yeah. verbally. Thank you so
3: much. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's all a lot of change.
1: It is. So, how, you know, how do you feel about all of this and how do you think these changes would have been different without the pandemic? So,
3: I went through a lot of changes i moved to Stamford, connecticut from Newburgh, new york around july mm-hmm. of 2020 so that was still a, an early part of the pandemic so that was very yeah true very difficult i must say um i am a very anxious individual If those of you do not know, (laughs) I do not always show it, but trust me, deep down within, there's a lot of anxiety in here, but I do a good job (laughs) at managing it. So we're going to, um, we're going to move forward on You do. Yes, you do. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so I moved and that was especially difficult for me because I lived at home with my parents and I commuted to college because the Mount was only about two miles away from home. So I decided to Mm. commute and it was a great decision on my part because it, in the long run, it made more sense to be home. I feel like I was able to save a little bit of money that way and still, still get a college experience out of it. So, right. So moving to, Connecticut was a very different experience for me because I had never been on my own for more than a few months Mm. at one time. Whether I was Mm. not far from home, it was still just essentially a culture shock. And
2: Mm.
3: I remained at St. Luke's throughout and commuted from Stanford to St. Luke's for about seven months or so. And that was difficult in itself because I was going from a five minute commute because also St. Luke's, the Mount and my home were all, and Vesuvio's actually, were all Mm. within the same three mile radius. So I had everything in my life in one spot. And... Mm -hmm. going from having everything in one spot to having everything over an hour away. That was incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult for me, for somebody who has been such a homebody for my life. I, Mm -hmm. I was really shell shocked and I don't think I ever really processed that because I Mm -hmm. just kept going and kept moving so fast and, it didn't really hit me until probably about, I would say within the fall about when it started getting colder and the season started to change. I sort of fell into a little, I wouldn't call it a depression, but I would call it Mm. a, a moment or a time period of intense difficulty. Mm. I found Mm. myself kind of, being a little reclusive because Mm. it all just hit me at once. I started realizing, okay, you're, you're commuting to a job where you're spending collectively about two and a half hours in the car a day. And whether I like to drive or not, that's still a big amount of time and energy that I was losing. And whether I was, you know, I, you know, found myself listening to podcasts, calling my mm-hmm. family, doing things that, you know, maybe necessarily I didn't have the time to do in the past, which that was a nice way to kind of combat those emotions and feelings. But sometimes yeah. I just found mm-hmm. myself so emotionally and mentally drained from a workday mm-hmm. that I didn't want to do any of those things. So I, I felt myself right slipping Mm -hmm. a little bit more and it it didn't really fully allow me to enjoy where I was living and enjoy Mm -hmm. the moments that I was having and I remember having a few conversations with my mom almost weekly my mom and I are super close and Mm -hmm. I would call my mom and kind of just glaze over it okay hi how are you Oh, I'm okay. I'm doing great. I'm just tired. And if there's anybody out there that knows the phrase, I'm just tired, yeah. <laughs> that oh, that yeah. can be like a an innuendo for anything else, you know? I'm just tired <laughs> might mean I'm <laughs> having a breakdown. I don't want to tell you that I'm having a breakdown, but I'm really struggling so here. True. And that's so true. Oh, I'm just tired when in reality. I feel exhausted. I feel, yes, I do feel tired, but I'm stressed. I'm scared. I'm nervous. And I Mm. am anxious. But, you know, I was able to really learn about myself and what my triggers Mm. were. And that timing in the car and that commute actually did like a double double duty for myself because I had a little bit of Mm. me time. I had a little bit of self-reflection time and it made me yeah. really realize what I wanted and what I was looking for. And when I found this job mm. out here, I had been looking since I started because mm-hmm. I said, okay, I've been at the hospital now for almost four years and I think I would like to change. So I knew that if I were yeah. to get a job and move in the same time frame, I knew that I would not be able to mentally handle that well. So I allowed wow. myself that mental time to fully process the fact that I moved, which did quite frankly, take me about four to five months when I wow. finally mm. said I moved and mm. it didn't click for me until I realized that, you know, I'm not right here. I'm not in Newburg anymore. It took a lot Mm. for me to realize that. And then when I started looking for a job out here and I found this one, I don't think I fully processed that either yet, which it's only been Mm. a few weeks, but I am fully transparent in the fact that I have been struggling with the processing factor of that as well, because whether it's a phenomenal change and I'm very excited for it, I've still had difficulty with that. And yeah. mm. I am, my mom visited me today, actually, and she mm. called me afterwards and she said, you know, Jake, it's really nice to see that you are happy. Mm. You have your energy back and your whole presence has changed over the last few months. And wow, that was a big thing to hear because I noticed that slightly over the last few weeks that i have mm-hmm. more of my energy and my happiness back while it's combated with the anxiety because that mm-hmm. just won't go away which okay but uh, right,
0: right god
3: only only wish one day if I i just you know that didn't have to exist <laughs> but i it was nice to hear and you know notice because even my boyfriend said the same thing he said you seem like your whole aura is just different now. And it's only been a few yeah. short weeks and I know that Wow. I know that a couple of weeks is enough to kind of retrain the brain a little bit,
2: but mm-hmm.
3: it's mm-hmm. true. Being out here and landing this job has been a blessing. I wasn't quite yeah. frankly, I yeah. wasn't fully expecting to get the job. But when I did I was just <laughs> over the moon about it and yeah it changed a lot more of my perspective because again looking back mm. I am incredibly grateful for the opportunities that I was given at the my prior job and yeah I have kind of been able to be humble at the fact that I was able to have my life In Newburgh, with my schooling, with my job, with the community there, all in all encompassed together, and now I feel like I'm taking that step to now have my home and also my job in this community. I feel like I've started to slowly within this last month. It's going to take a lot more than that, but. Slowly, within the last few months, I've even found and made a couple friends out here. So I feel like the pandemic has
2: dampened
3: my, or put a dampen on my, you know, ability to do that. I feel like I've Mm -hmm. been slowly, piece by piece, establishing my, my relationships, my... Job, my home, and I feel like I finally, and it's going to take more time, finally feel like I've established myself here in Stanford. And that feels really good because now I have, you know, even made more of a, an effort to maintain the friendships and relationships that are not at home. I've been Mm. able to really enhance them, especially with my brother, who, again, recently just had a baby. She's one month old today. Wow. So I'm super excited. I get to see them on the FaceTime all the time. And it's it's incredible because my brother and I, about a few months ago, had a really heart heartwarming, heart wrenching conversation Mm. about how... Now that I moved, he misses me and wants me to be part Mm. of his life and the baby's life. And naturally Mm. that was also something that was around, you know, the same time of like November, October-ish when I was going through like my my peak moment of desperation and frustration and sadness. And that was something that completely opened my eyes to say okay, you are not in Newburgh anymore. You need to do what you can do your part, step yourself up, pick yourself up and be the best that you can be for yourself, for your family, for your new niece, Mm. for everybody. And once I found that, I think after that conversation, I shifted gears And these last couple months have been exponentially better than they have been throughout this whole pandemic. And it's been incredible. Just, I think, seeing my progress and my growth, I... And now other people are starting to notice, I feel a lot better. And I feel like I've gotten my confidence and my true self back. So it's a really... Good change. It is just a very difficult change, and every day has been a new day with a chance for me mm-hmm. to say, "Take today as a learning experience with whatever comes your way, and run with it."
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Sorry, that was really yeah. long winded, but I. Think...
1: I... <laughs> no, 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 you're no, fine. Okay. I think that getting this new job too because you said you weren't able to sort of um really integrate yourself into stanford quite yet because mm-hmm. like you said you were still trying to process leaving newberg and i kept thinking when you were like i'm not in newberg anymore i kept thinking i'm not in kansas anymore <laughs> 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 um but yeah so like major dorothy oh, vibes but anyway so <laughs> um so i think that like a lot you getting this job has allowed you to really start that process of um, immersing yourself into this new community and really accepting the fact that you are there and celebrating it. Mm. So, um, you know, congrats again. I've already said congratulations to you many times, (laughs) (laughs) but you deserve this. And like, like you said, like an hour in the car, um two and then an hour in the car back you know not including traffic that's a lot my dad does that and my dad has done that every day and i've not heard him not complain about his commute Mm. and it's taxing Mm -hmm. um so i completely understand why you know that would be uh, it seems like a small detail but it's not that's that's like two hours of your day that are lost and you are such a busy person So it's, it's hard to like, imagine you fitting everything into your schedule. Like you Mm. just got your real estate, um, you passed, was it the license or what was it specifically? A certification? Yeah. So
3: actually throughout that, that was something that I tried to do because I honestly love going to school. I love learning and I thought that taking real estate classes would be something fun And exciting and a good way to Mm -hmm. also immerse myself in this area. So I actually just passed the university test. So now I am on track to schedule the um, state test within the next month or so. Awesome. So hoping that that can kind of be a nice way to have a little side hustle type feel. Plus yeah. I love HGTV and all the fun things that go within what? that realm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh>. So <laughs>
2: yeah, I love
3: real estate and I'm excited to take that step too. And you know, maybe if we weren't in this pandemic, I wouldn't have taken that track either. And I, I honestly think that this yeah. pandemic yeah. has yeah. given everybody a lot to think about kind of look at their goals Mm -hmm. and look at you know quite I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity I don't think at this hospital at Stanford Health if it wasn't for this pandemic so
2: Mm.
3: I think that it was a good move you know professionally and geographically I think that Mm. I made the right choice and I am confident in maintaining the fact that I made a choice for myself, for my boyfriend and for us. And I think that was something Mm -hmm. that I'm very happy with now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, so I wanted to ask you, like you are very much a well-rounded person, you know, you love nature, you hike a lot, you love plants. You have a shit ton of (laughs) plants actually. (laughs) Um, and You love coffee, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, reading your little (laughs) description that you wrote about yourself in the podcast form. My favorite thing was, like, all-around certified Hot Mess Express. Like, that (laughs) hit me. Yes. That hit me on a spiritual level. (laughs) But, so, like, yeah, you have, like, so many different interests and hobbies, and, you know, what were some of those that, like, really came through for you while you were struggling? Or like, you know, even before you moved to Stanford, like when the pandemic hit, like how did you sort of utilize those interests to um, really take care of your mental health?
3: Well, for starters, as you just described me, I am a quirky dude. I (laughs) am, I am 100% me and I am so okay with that and definitely learned a lot about myself within this pandemic and i've even oh, yeah. you know furthered what i've learned about myself and the interest that i have like i just repotted all of our plants the other day so that was fun i oh,
2: wow.
3: <laughs> yeah they're indoor plants there's i won't name them all i will spare you those details but <laughs> i have been Trying to find those little quirky things about myself and really enhance them. Mm. So, for example, I bought a few new plans. I repotted some new plants. I have been exploring a lot of restaurants and coffee places with my boyfriend. Nice. We mm. love it. I actually went out and bought a book, which is another one of my hobbies, reading. But actually, yeah. I bought a book specifically for restaurant reviews that I have been writing in and every time we try a new restaurant, I will critique it and just have it because I think it's a fun way to just reflect and say, hey you went there. What do you think about this place? I love it. Yeah. Let me leaf through my book and tell you. And
1: Oh, my God. Jay, can you, like, find a link to that book? Because what yeah. you said about, like, going to restaurants and coffee shops is something that Tim and I have been doing uh-huh. a lot, too. Um, we might not always, like, eat in because, like, there might not be outdoor seating and we're not comfortable with that. But we'll do takeout. Yep. Um, or we'll just – coffee shops are really easy because you just come in and come out or you can order yeah. on your app. Um, right. So we, we've we been doing that a lot, too, to kind of just, like – because we're still new to Durham relatively. I mean, I've been yep. here over a year now. but um, Tim is, and so it's a really great way of just like getting to know um, your surroundings and the community in that sense. So if you have a link to that book, that would be right up our Sure, alley. yeah,
3: seriously, it's really, it's really something that I kind of wanted to, you know, maintain because it's mm. fun for me. I love, and I did the same. Mm-hmm. I love to read. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fiction reader kim knows because nice. we're in a book club uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. so <laughs> um yeah i also bought a book to write about my books that i read which sounds super <gasps> odd but it's oh my so no. fun oh. because i review the books i read
1: wow. and
3: oh my I look back, I want to be able to have this book when I'm like 85 years old and be like, Remember when I read that book when I was 20? And honestly, it's so fun! <laughs> so
0: I love it! Oh my gosh, yeah, I've been
1: okay. I need a link to that one, okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> I will send yeah them a please drop these links for
1: us. <laughs> That's no, really cool. I just like.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: I always used to say to Tim, like, I'll, like, read a book or whatever, yeah. and then I'll forget about it, you know, relatively soon. But there were always pockets of gold that I'd find mm. in that book or something that would yeah. resonate with me. And or I just don't spend enough proce- enough time processing. So, like, right. that is literally so perfect. Have you um, filled out any of the book club books in that book yet?
3: Not yet, but they're on my list. Okay, Man. gotcha.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to after the fact. Because but... <laughs> <It's... laughs> you might have just gotten this book.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's more just a self-reflection. Just putting my thoughts on paper. And mm. yeah. I don't do that for any other things, which maybe I should. But I, I do mm. it for books and restaurants and coffee because those are a lot of my interests. I love to eat yeah. and drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Honestly, like yes. man, as somebody that studied journalism, that's like aspirational, you know. I feel like that would have been like an assignment <laughs> for one of my classes yeah. in college to keep keep track of all the restaurants you go to or the books that you read. I love that though. I think that you know, I'm thinking about how many times I've read a book and been profoundly affected by it and then a month later I don't remember, you know, anything that I read or I just mm-hmm. I lose track of, you know, what I actually picked up from it. So I think having a place to record it is awesome um, yeah, and just to like fun. keep a record. So fun. Yeah. I think that's, that's dope. Um, quick hits before we finish up Jake. So you just talked about books that you've read or your love for reading books. Tell us what are the books, uh, the TV shows, the podcasts, the songs that have been keeping you going throughout this whole pandemic, this whole time.
3: Sure. So I, Read a lot of books throughout this pandemic. I probably finished about eight novels, but the one that really mm. stuck in my head, which Kim, I think you would actually really like this one too. It's called Midnight at the Bright Ideas Bookstore. And mm. it's very, it's not similar to the book that we last read, um, The Midnight Library, mm. I think that was called. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Which... Ironic that I've actually read like three or four books about like midnight bookstores. Who would have thought? Wow. But <laughs> this book is by Matthew Sullivan. And in a short, it's about a woman who works as a clerk or a librarian at the midnight bookstore. And mm. one of their local, um, book club members who come in every day or every Sunday hangs himself upstairs in the library and within his pocket is a picture of her when she was a child. So the book revolves around her trying to really find out how and why this gentleman knew who she was and had a photo of herself when she Mm. was a child and Man. it there's so many wow. things involved in this book and I won't ruin it for anybody who's yeah. going to but it is just a completely mind shifting confusing eccentric quirky page turning shocking type book and i still think about it to this day and yeah. i finished it like six months ago and i think about it almost every day
0: wow oh my god wow all right wow. i mean Must i might check you, it then. out that actually sounds something that i would be really interested in um kind of like that mystery oh element yeah
1: tim the, loves that the kind human of
0: human interest yeah honestly i would i would eat that up so it definitely rather a recommendation with me.
3: yeah it totally resonated uh, with yeah. me
0: but yeah, if you're thinking about it 6 months later, I think that's that definitely says something, you know.
3: Yeah, that one definitely sat with me and yeah. On top of that, other other books I've read, you know, I've listened to podcasts, one in particular I love mm. true crime. So every day oh, yeah. in I'm my seeing? car ride, that was something that definitely got me through was a podcast called Crime Junkies. And it's mm. all about true crime, and wow. I listened to one almost every single day for about nice. three to four months because I just found the stories fascinating. And wow. that would wow. that would be my afternoon. I look forward to those and TV mm-hmm. shows. I'm not really I'm not really big into TV and the whole Netflix thing. I would rather. Mm. I would rather listen to a podcast or put my nose in a book because that's just me, but you know, I I always found myself That's
1: refreshing. Yeah, interesting,
2: yeah. but I always yeah.
3: found myself watching HGTV shows and home improvement shows and just little things that were you know, fun and creative. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Um I hear well, that. Jake, we we expect that with this new real estate uh, yeah. you know, license that you now have, that you're going to end up either on HGTV or on Selling Sunset uh oh, by like the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be looking out for that because I it, know that's like be, a goal. It could for be you. Selling
1: Sunset, um East Coast. It could be Selling Stamford. Yeah. You got <laughs> to start fan. it.
0: You need to start it. Honestly, <laughs> I will
3: start oh, my own man. blog called Selling Stanford. Selling oh,
1: Stanford. that'd be awesome! Oh my gosh! Yes! Um, before we wrap up, one very last question. So we have a COVID Talks po- uh, playlist, not podcast. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and so we were wondering if you had a couple of song recommendations that you'd like to add to a playlist.
3: Mm. Ooh, what a good-looking question that one is. <laughs> um, Putting so, you on the spot. I listen to honestly i listen to a lot of music in spanish and i don't know the names of half of them so (laughs) oh my gosh so that has been what i've really been digging lately and do you speak spanish Uh jake no not at all i don't understand anything that they say but I love. But it's, the that. music
0: is good, though. Yeah. The
3: music mm. is delicious. I just don't yeah? know what they say, but it doesn't mean that I don't. I can't appreciate everything about Absolutely. the song because it is just phenomenal. Yeah. But I've right. just been listening to a lot of Spanish music and Kendrick Lamar. I don't know nice. why. Oh my god!
0: What is your favorite Kendrick song?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not even embarrassing, but I love backseat freeze trial freestyle oh
0: come on we all love yes! backseat freestyle that's a great answer <laughs> yeah. that, you win you win you win. <laughs> you answered correctly all Fantastic. right um, thank you yeah no always got to ask that question if you're a kendrick listener yeah uh, for if sure. you have we're gonna add backseat freestyle to the playlist by the way <laughs> Sweet. if are. you have um like titles that you you look up after um definitely send them to us and we'll, we'll, we'll put them in the po- uh the playlist i almost said podcast too so <laughs> <laughs> um we'll put them in the playlist and. Uh, that's going to be up there on Spotify for anybody listening. If you want to play that, enjoy it, it's there. So, so do what you will with it. Jake, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciated this so much. Uh, and, Me you know, too. It, it just means a lot that, that you made the time to chat with us on, on a no, Saturday. Thank and, you. you know, this has been a great conversation.
3: You know, I do want to say one final note, and I want to thank you guys specifically for this. And I, am I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Something like this, a podcast that you guys are doing, it gives people an opportunity to kind of get a lot of things that have been building, a lot of emotion, a lot of struggles, and verbalize them. And by hearing myself say the things and these answers to the questions you prompted, Mm. it Mm -hmm. kind of gives you an introspective look at yourself too. And it's nice to be able to speak aloud, whether you've been thinking these Mm. things in your head, it's, it's having that voice for yourself, but for having that voice for everybody else, because I guarantee that there is somebody else who is, going through something similar that you are and for Mm. you guys to Mm -hmm. allow somebody to speak freely about different things during this pandemic is really refreshing. And I'm very, very grateful that I've had this opportunity to be on here with you guys. So thank you for what mm. you're doing for Mm -hmm. everybody. And it really means a lot that you had me come on here today. So thank you
0: oh man honestly thank you jake Jake. (laughs) thank you so much for saying that like really and you know it is a pleasure and i think it's a pleasure because we have the best guests come on this podcast and like i just i love every week just getting to hear people's perspectives and you know you are a person, jake who your energy is contagious (laughs) uh you know you're somebody who i i really admire because you're so open about your mental health and you know, earlier Kim said mm-hmm. you're you're the perfect employee, but I also think you're kind of the perfect person to come on this podcast oh, because you. you are mm-hmm. you really are, you know, you're not afraid to be vulnerable and you you speak about your mental health very openly and very honestly and and I just think that that's very refreshing. And like you said, it's important yeah. for people to hear that cuz people can relate to it. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing your perspective. Of
3: course, thank you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, that is all the time that we have COVID Talks episode 11. Once again, thanks to all our listeners for spending time with us. We love you. We appreciate you so much for COVID Talks. I'm Tim Foley here with Kim Terezi and our special guest, Jake Gatos. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe, be well, and we'll see you next time.